The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome back to a brand new The College Baseball Experience episode uh, we are going to be covering game or day three's games today. Just handicap, handicapping both games, giving you a couple of betting picks for the slate of college baseball today in the College World Series. My goal for this episode is to get it under 30 minutes for all of you Father's Day DGens out there that still want to listen to a college baseball podcast. Um, let me just say this first. I appreciate you guys listening. And if I did not get this thing under 30 minutes, I didn't do my job good enough. But... Uh, with that said, I just want to do a short, quick review of both of these games that happened today uh, between the Arkansas Razorbacks and Stanford, and then Ole Miss and Auburn. Not too much to go through here as the Razorbacks slaughtered the trees, 17-2. Connor Noland went out there and absolutely dealt. He only had 79 pitches when he was pulled after 7.2 innings pitched, and honestly, he should have been able to finish that eighth inning. Um, who was it? I think it was Jalen Battles that let a ball go through his legs uh, for the third out of the eighth inning, but instead they decided to pull him after that with the runner on first base. Uh, Cole Ramage came in and got that one out, um, and then Vermillion came in for uh, to finish it off because it was not definitely not a save. Uh, Stanford, I mean... Alex Williams gave up one run early, and then he kind of settled down, but then the Razorbacks pounced on him again, and the clip that's kind of gone viral from the press meetings and stuff is that uh, Williams said that he would take Stanford's offense over Arkansas. And honestly, like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that in a press conference, but I probably would have too if you just look at the numbers. But this Arkansas team is really hot right now, and I told you guys that's really why I've jumped onto the bandwagon because I needed to see it first. And this was one of those games that Arkansas pulled out of their hat from that Stillwater regional that they took. And now it's in their belt, in their repertoire of game scripts that they can win on. And that's what makes this team a dangerous championship team over there. Head coached by Dave Van Horn, who has the most experience out of anybody in the field. And he's been to Omaha nine times. So he has... Like I said, the most experience of any other coach in this field. So, Arkansas, great day from Connor Noland. And then uh, we had uh, a Chris Lanzilli birthday bomb. That was pretty cool as well. Uh, just a 370 over the left field fence. So, that was, that was an, uh, I mean, not an awesome game for Stanford, but we hit that bet. We had plus 100 Arkansas for a unit, and then also minus 105, the over 10.5 in that Arkansas-Stanford game for a unit as well. We went 3-0 total yesterday for plus 2 and just over 2.5 units uh, because we also hit on the minus 140 Ole Miss play against Auburn. Ole Miss won 5-1, and that was because another dominant pitching performance for 7.2 innings pitched 
Dylan DeLucia, who had 10 strikeouts and zero walks, just utterly dominant from the kid. And um, Mike Bianco has a set of testes leaving him in there in the sixth inning with first and second, nobody out, and already giving up a run in that inning. It was 5-1. You could feel that Auburn had something going there. Even the uh, guys in the ESPN booth were saying, I would take him out, I would take him out. He leaves him in. He goes another, uh, basically another inning and a half strong, got three more outs, but uh, in in that seventh and eighth inning continued into his start, but he was amazing. And then uh, Kevin Graham had three hits today along with a bomb, so... Complete team win from Ole Miss, and I have a couple of nuggets from the first round here. We had all four unseeded and away teams won their game once, which there's going to be quite a few of these that I'm going to say I cannot remember the last time that happened because this is just kind of new for all of us, all of these teams to just all of a sudden be offensive in Omaha. That just doesn't happen in this big park. Um, And it's honestly creating a ton of value when these books open up dogs at like plus 120 and up pricing. Because honestly, I don't think there's a matchup here in Omaha this year where it's valid to open up the price higher than plus 120 on an underdog. Um, The overs went 3-1 and one in ace games, guys. When the teams pitched their aces, the overs still hit uh, three times in the four games. And then I don't know if I said this, but two betting underdogs hit out of the four games uh, for those un- unseeded teams winning. Oklahoma opened up as a minus-130 favorite. They closed as like a minus-170 favorite. And then Op- Ole Miss opened up as like minus 140 and I think they still closed around minus 140. I tried to keep an eye on opening and closing lines uh just to just to get a gauge on what the books are doing here in Omaha this year. But uh the next one is what I think is going to be the nugget of the podcast right here. In all four of the first round games, the road team, the visiting team scored at least one run in the top of the first inning. So, if you're playing like any of those apps that do like um, prop contests or whatever. And I know one of them is like, is this pitcher going to give up a run in the first two innings or whatever? That's That's been hitting for the, uh, if you're betting on the home team's pitcher to give up a run, that is hit in all four of the first games. So look into that if you're on one of those sites. Um, another stat. And it comes from a Texas A&M beat writer, and it's just popped up on my uh, Twitter timeline. It's uh, fascinating how it happens sometimes. But only 12 teams in College World Series history have gone on to win the championship after losing their first game in Omaha. The most recent team to do that was 2018 Oregon State, and Texas A&M's catcher, Troy Clonch, was on that team. He didn't start because, of course, he was behind Adley Rutschman, but he was on the team. So just an interesting nugget there. And then also the W by Arkansas, 17-2, to was the largest win by an SEC team in Omaha, Nebraska for the College World Series. So just 
like I said, just insane offense this year that's just unprecedented that we did not expect at all when we were placing our futures throughout the year. But before we get into today's games, I need to tell you guys about some of the companies that support us so we can give uh, our best plays to you guys on special days like this on Father's Day. We're going to start with WinBet. Make sure to down get down on Win's Bet $50, Win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 on sports or the casino before July 31st, 2022 to get entered into Win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed, so if you bet $1,000, you would get two entries. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for some of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button, and it's insanely fun to ride out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. Uh, use our promo code SGPMLB at sleeper.com SGP to get your 100% deposit match. Also, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. If you can use IPVanish on... You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, that's all the ads we have for today. Um, let me grab a drink real quick before I get into today's slate. 
And the first game that we have today at 1 o'clock Central Time is between Texas, who's 47-21 and 21 this year. They're the nine overall seed against the fifth overall seed, Texas A&M, who's 45-19. and 19. Texas A&M will be the acting home team as they won a coin toss. For the betting lines and odds, uh, we have the pages loading. My computer is being slow. Texas, minus 170. And Texas A&M's plus 145. The total is set at 12, with the over being minus 105, and the under slightly juiced at minus 115. The run line, minus 1.5 for Texas, is plus 100, and Texas A&M plus 1.5 is minus 120. Hmm. Okay. So instantly, like I said, A&M opens way too high. That's value there. But let's first dive into whether some of these pitchers are rested because I predict we'll, they'll probably need to jump into their bull, bullpens early and often in this game as both teams had to pull their aces earlier than they would have liked in game one. For AM, they only got five outs out of their starter and ace Nathan Detmer, so they used quite a few arms. Joseph Menifee threw 54 pitches, and he has the second most pitches or second most innings pitched by an Aggie reliever on this squad. Wyatt Tucker also chucked 47 pitches, and he has the sixth highest in innings on this AM team, along with Ryan Prager, who's their third starter. He threw eight pitches. Chris Cortez threw 23. And he's their third most used reliever. And Will Johnston threw 11. The arms in question here that they may not use on Sunday are Menifee and Tucker, in my opinion. As for Texas, they only used one reliever uh, on Friday. And that was Tristan Stevens, who I'm going to consider their, as, as their third starter. I'll put that label on him after what we saw during the East Carolina series. He threw 59 pitches against Notre Dame, and I don't think we're going to see him on Sunday. Now to the starting p- pitchers. Um, I'm going to project, um, well, I mean, he's he's gone as their number two for most of the year, but it's not confirmed. For Texas, we're going to go with Lucas Gordon. He's 7-1 and one on the year with a 268 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 25 walks, and 84 innings pitched. And for A&M, this one is confirmed via their Twitter account. It's Micah Dallas, who's 6-3 and three with a 540 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 76.2 innings pitched. I've said multiple times on this podcast that Texas is not a team that is meant to play in the loser's bracket because of their inconsistent bullpen. Their best guy out of the arm barn is Luke Harrison with a 324 ERA, 32 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 31.1 innings pitched. And I guarantee that we're probably going to see him barring a blowout with the Longhorns' backs up against the wall in this spot facing elimination. After Harrison, David Pierce's next three most used arms from the bullpen, Zane Morehouse, Travis Steele, and Aaron Nixon, oh, and Andre Duplantier, or Duplantier, all have ERAs north of five. That's not going to cut it against an A&M offense that is not lackluster and who love to see a lot of pitches and work a lot of counts. I expect this Jim Schlossnagel offense to apply a lot of pressure to the Texas pitching staff because I think that's 
the mismatch in this uh, afternoon tilt as the Aggies still can use their lockdown lefty Jacob Polish, who is fully rested with a 6-3 and three record, 260 ERA, 60 strikeouts, only nine walks on the year in 52 innings pitched. In this game, um, I really think that Texas is sort of still big brother to Texas A&M. Texas A&M's pissed that they're coming over to join the uh, SEC. The first thing that A&M's Twitter account tweeted after Texas A&M or after Texas lost to Notre Dame was B-T-H-O-U-T, which means beat the hell out of Texas. The last thing that Texas tweeted out on their Twitter account was the final score um, on Friday. So that tells you which team and which programs more ready to play this game. Um, Texas A&M was also tweeting all throughout Saturday, whereas Texas count was completely dead. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, A&M seems like they want to play this game more than the Longhorns. I'm going to go with that. And I mean, plus 145 is ridiculous to open them as that big of a dog. Uh, I know I had A&M power ranked eighth. Uh, like in in my rankings, com- like compiling the betting odds with the skill and uh, players on each team, but I think they have a very good chance to beat Texas here today. So I'm going to take the plus one one forty five. But the play I like even more in this game is the over twelve at minus one forty at minus one o five. I just think that both teams get into the bullpens pretty quickly here, and they score early and score often. I like this one going over twelve. And I like Texas A&M, so Giga Maggies. We're going to take them at plus 145. The next game on our slate here is Notre Dame and Oklahoma, both two seeds. So we went to a coin flip to determine the home team, and that was Oklahoma. So Oklahoma's going to have the hammer. But you know what in this tournament? It hasn't actually worked too often. The away team has won all four games so far, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Uh, the odds for this game, Notre Dame is favored at minus 130. Oklahoma is plus 110. The total is at 11.5, with the under slightly juiced again at minus 115. The over is minus 105. The run line uh, for Notre Dame, minus 1.5 is plus 135. Oklahoma, plus 1.5 is minus 155. And, I mean, honestly, that Texas A&M game, feel free, plus 1.5, minus 120. That one is even safer, uh, is more safe than the money line for sure because you can lose by one, they'd still cash, and 120 is a great price there. Um, But anyways, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Again, let's start with the pitchers that each team used in their game ones and see if these arms are rested enough to appear on Father's Day. Uh, For Notre Dame, out of the pen, they used Alex Rayo, who threw 22 pitches, and their stud freshman left-hander Jack Finley, who threw 27 pitches. With a day off, with a day of rest, I could see both of these guys being ready and available to hurl on Sunday. As for Oklahoma... With a 12-4 lead in the seventh inning and the game basically on ice, head coach Skip Johnson, what are you doing throwing your number two starter, David Sandlin, in that moment? 
You have three innings left. I know Texas a and is a dangerous offense. But let Texas A&M maybe see if they could even try to fight back into that game before you use your number two starter in relief. He threw 23 pitches and got pounced on after only getting one out. He gave up four runs. Definitely a questionable move by Oklahoma there. After Sandlin's performance, which he didn't even really look good, I... I don't feel comfortable in the Sooners starting him here against Notre Dame. And the Sooners also used their best reliever in, uh, what's his name, Michael Trevin. He he threw 48 pitches. He's their lights-out closer. So, I mean, with one day of rest and their backs up against the wall, they're prob- or their backs aren't really up against the wall. But you want to win this game. That way you don't have to play three more games throughout the tournament to get to the final so they're probably going to want to throw him here if it's a close game. I could see him throwing 48 pitches in the grand scheme of things. You could get two more days off, I think, if my math is correct. At least two days more off. So he would have plenty of time to rest after throwing, what whatever, 70 pitches in three days. So I would say he probably throws if they need him. Um but starting pitchers, I don't know if Sandlin goes. I'm not confident in Sandlin throwing here, so I'm going to project their number three starter, who actually hasn't been bad as of late. It's Cade Horton, who's 4-2 and two on the year with a 5.58 ERA, 40 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 40.1 innings pitched this year. He's emerged out of nowhere in the last quarter of the season, throwing mid-90s and Gems versus Virginia Tech, Florida, and Texas. So I'm sure Skip Johnson has some confidence in the kid that he can go out there and throw against the Fighting Irish here. For Notre Dame, I'm going to project that Austin Temple gets this start. He's 4-1 with a 357 ERA, 87 strikeouts, 13 or 34 walks, and 68 innings pitched this season. In my opinion, with how hot Notre Dame looks and how much they're emulating last year's NC State uh, in their run, it's just not logical for me to pick against them here in this spot when it's safe to assume that their bullpen's fully rested and Oklahoma's is not. I think OU may take an early lead with Court with Horton. I mean, we've seen it in his last three outings. He he can go out there and deal a little bit. And I think he could go shove for five-ish innings and uh, we've seen Notre Dame make a comeback in this tournament already we saw them fall down in game three to Tennessee and then come back in the late innings I think it's definitely possible here against Oklahoma who doesn't have the best bullpen in the world Um, so I think Notre Dame prevails and I'll bet them at minus 130 so in in review today hopefully I got this thing under a half hour for you guys on Father's Day I wish you guys all a happy Father's Day. And in review, our locks for today are at minus 105. We're taking the over 12 in Texas versus Texas A&M for one unit. At plus 145, we're taking Texas A&M on the money line for one unit. And then at minus 130 in the nightcap, we're going Notre Dame on the money line at minus 130 for a unit as well. Um, keeping it nice, short, and sweet. Follow me on Twitter at 77NB. I was your host, Noah Beanick. Um, follow the show on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. 
leave a like rating comment subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast uh you can find me on tiktok as well using that 77 nb hashtag i've been giving out a minute video on my angles for each day of the college world series so far you can also find the show on tiktok as we're starting up a tiktok account we're starting up a youtube account we're joining all of the uh millennial and whatever generation my generation is with all these apps and social media stuff we're doing it all and then that's the same tag as well tce on sgpn uh we appreciate it if you guys support us as we look to support you and help you out uh, throughout the rest of the college world series so you've been experiencing a better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience and with that i bid you adieu adios amigos